I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Mikado Run Hip Hop by the numbers on Twitter, use hip hop statistics to highlight the big picture. And I'm to the fifth element while I highlight the fifth element hip hop, which is knowledge, and it's time to relitigate. that's what you guys come here for you, you guys come here for litigation you guys come here for tech speak <laughs> and 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 general intelligentsia related issues yeah. that's what we're here for mm. no music here just um just talking about celebrities hi ben how's your week been my bliss this week I actually had a pretty decent weekend, actually one of the best weekends I've had in a very long time, so I did not get to listen to anything other than the first half of the Nicki Minaj album, which is okay, I I enjoyed it, I um, didn't see anything glaring that I disliked, so I am sure I'm going to enjoy it when I give it a proper listen, but aside from that, I did not listen to any new music, what about yourself Charlie, what did you get into? Um... Yeah, so I've obviously been listening back to stuff. I'm currently in, I think, like mid-July when it comes to my listen. So we're getting there. <laughs> very close. Uh, any of you lists have come in through very nicely. And by nicely, I mean I've written half of the songs list. Still looking for one more song on that front to make it an even ten. Because looking at nine just looks weird. So I, just, I need a tenth. But I can't find one. Um, but I will find one. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, because I've already written the fucking introduction Just put to fuck say that mean. I found the tenth. Fuck you mean by Gunner, man. Let's put it on there. <laughs> fuck up. you mean. Um, how, how do you know this not on there already? Anyway. That's a good point. Uh, should be yeah, one. That's a great point. There you go. Shut up. Uh, but yeah, also have like a 20-something EPs and albums as well on the short list, and that's, all, and that's growing as we speak. Um, so, yeah. Um, we're getting there. <laughs> fucking getting there. So... I don't know why I put myself through this, but it's how I do it. Anyway, Project Sister 2 this week, um, new new this week anyway. Uh, well, not new this week, but dropped this year was um, Ayana with a with the two with the two dots uh, like Abba. Uh, In a perfect world, very nice a little EP. Can't complain. Um, but yeah, so I was just uh, listening to that while shaving today, and yeah, it was a really, really nice vibe. So um, shout out on that front. Um, Yoni Mayraz. Um, Spelled Y O N I M A Y I Z with Dibuk Se. I don't know how to say. I don't know how to say that, but it's D Y B B U K T S E with an exclamation point. And yeah, this is um, just a really um, shout to Somewhere Soul. I think it was on IG. I I mentioned them. I mentioned the dude uh, last week. I think. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Definitely two weeks ago. And uh, yeah, he's been dropping his uh, top fifty jazz albums of the year. And uh, yeah, I've just been trying to get into some of those, and um, yeah, that included uh, the Yoni Mayra's uh, project, and uh, it's just a really, really good, really interesting project. Actually, I wish I could um, really just dive in and listen to it at one point. I kind of had it on the background today, and um, yeah, there's just some really interesting, I guess, pacing throughout the album. Um, it kind of just goes into plenty of spaces. It you know has this high energy, and then it comes right down it's nice and chill it really goes a lot of places so um i think it's a very uh, a very 
intriguing little project. So um, shout out to him. And lastly, Blue and Knots Africa. Um, I must say, I'm a little bit disappointed overall on the project itself. Um, I feel like there was a missed opportunity here in in especially in terms of production. I feel the production was kind of just um, I don't know, kind of just uninspired I guess like you know you have blue lyrically and everyone else lyrically is um you know like so quote Chris on here um Il Camille love me some Il Camille really need more of her these days um you know there's some really good verses here but I just feel like the production has nothing to do with what's going on or what the subject matter is I'm not saying you have to you know um you know, re-alive re- re- uh, uh, Tony Allen to get some, you know, Afrobeat going on or Afro- African drum beats uh, going on or something, you know what I mean? Don't have to go that far with it, you know, don't have to, but I feel like if you've, if you're going to mention Africa in all these fashions, I feel like go the, go that mile, go, go for it, you know what I mean? You called your, you know, late, you called most recent Blue and Exile out Miles and had a lot of, you know, jazz influence work right and you y- you went for it right um a long hot summer with 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 oh no very la was it not um very long very hot long hot summer in la or something like that i forget the i'm getting mixed up with the master race uh, um but yeah red hot summer in la something like that and yeah that felt very west coast the beats felt very west coast so you think you listen to uh, an album like africa with that really good cover artwork really enjoyed that really like the look of it and the beats are just beats and i just i don't know i just felt a bit disappointed on that front felt like it really let the project down and i feel like there was just missed potential here i feel like it could have been a whole lot more um and I feel, yeah, it's, it's something that I think, you know, Blue really nails a lot of the times when he has, you know, he did that, um, the Colour Blue um, project a couple of years ago, and I really loved that. And that had a lot of, you know, references towards the Colour Blue, and had a lot of samples of people saying Blue in certain ways, and it was very jazzy, but also very hip-hop-y, and it made sense. And this one didn't really make sense, especially from a production standpoint. And I love Knotts' production on, on the usual side. Like, if this was on a different project, um, I feel like, you know, the production would be fine for me. But it doesn't fit with the subject matter here, I feel. Um, apart from, you know, the occasional sample here, here and there. So, yeah, bit of a weird one. And um, probably, you know, I don't really listen to albums that... Um, I know will disappoint me, you know, <laughs> because I usually don't rate the artist in general. I don't listen to projects that I don't feel like I won't enjoy. That's basically what I'm saying, right? I have a very obvious filtration system in a lot of ways. Um, I don't listen to the popular projects most of the time because there's no point in me listening to them, to be pretty honest with you. Um, but yeah, you know, this is kind of just probably the biggest disappointment of the year for me, uh, and that's saying something, considering. Um, you know, I love Blue, I love Knots. I thought it'd be, you know, they've done projects together before, and they've worked, but this one didn't really work for me, and I feel like it was mainly on production side. But anyway, with that said, we shall hop into our topic um, for this episode. And um, this comes off the, um, well, off the back of many things. Um, and I will hopefully try and give context as much as possible. 
Um, so this is kind of a, like I said, relitigation <laughs> in 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 a certain way. Um, in the case of um, an episode we did in 2020, um, I think it was um, after Destru- after destruction becomes creation or something like that. Uh, after yeah, oh, I nearly got God, I nearly got that word for word. After destruction became creation, which is episode 61. Um, I'm going to link it in the in the full uh, description in the show notes and description. Um, if you guys want to have haven't spun that before, um, feel free to. It's um, a very seminal episode in a lot of ways, and you know, um, but I feel like we need to rehash the subject of celebrity and the celebrity's role in the world, and also just you know the concept of entertainers and where they stand creatively, and when that. And when the rubber meets the road on actual issues that are going on in the world, they are silent, right? Or, you know, in in case of social media or just, you know, general public spaces are silent, right? Nowhere to be seen and people get a bit, you know, get a bit pissy about that. Now, on that episode, I don't know if you listened to Ben um, recently um, in preparation, but, you know, I listened to uh, a fair bit of it um, like a week ago. And I felt like a lot of it was incredibly reactionary on our parts, and it made sense because it was a very, it was, from what I remember, it was an episode that we kind of just said we would do um, <laughs> with not much notice to, to for for us to actually, you know, map out any thoughts or anything. It was um, something that was very of the time, and um, you know, it's very it's very much worded as such. You know, we broach subjects like you know people at that point were kind of going at Kendrick, for example, for uh you know, AKA being for quote unquote being silent, right? And I feel like a lot of the a lot of that was kind of litigating that kind of thing and just reacting to that to that issue. And um, I feel like we could have done better on that front. So here we are trying to do better on that front. And um, not to, again, make it reactionary, but the additional angle I wanted to drop here um, and, I guess, a place for us to begin and hopefully get somewhere much more broader, is my hope, of course, um, is um, Beyonce. I wanted to use Beyonce as a a case study. Um, So, obviously, for people that don't know, um, Beyonce has dropped the Renaissance film... And that's, you know, been shown all over the world, including Israel, um, which a lot of people, some American friends has told, you know, talked to me about that. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, it is what it is. And we've, I think we talked about it briefly last week or something. And it's just, it's not a good look. It's it's not the best look, right? To just, to just um, watch a country who's, you know, whose government is currently committing genocide and ethnic cleansing in, uh, in pretty much both ways and in equal measure. Um, to show your film in that country is just a bit off. It's just, it doesn't, doesn't vibe, right? Um, but there was also an article dropped um, in a kind of like review of the film in some ways or a critique of it, however you want to call it, um, via Vulture. And that really, um, I think, uh, I think it really torched a lot of people up because the you know, the usual conversation about you know <laughs> Beyonce is that 
it's Beyonce. You can't criticise Beyonce. Excuse me? Beyonce is a goddess. What are you doing? You can, there is no possible thing that you can give um, to Beyonce and be negative. You can't do that. That's, that's blasphemy. That's punishable by death. Um, so, yes, this, this, this article was very interesting. Um, I highly, highly uh, recommend you guys give it a read. I'm literally just trying to get it up right quick so I can uh, uh, drop the uh, uh, writer name. Angelica Jade Bastien, um, who herself has her own... Um, you know, issues in terms of how her particular lens as a writer, but that's neither here nor there. That's not that's not why we're here. But we're here for Be- for Beyonce as a case study, as a jumping off point towards this. Um, so another um particular tweet I wanted to read. Um, and I've referenced I've referenced Oliemi uh Olurian, uh previously, I think, on this show, and I wanted to drop this um set of tweets that she had as well. Um, in response of it because. I feel that the article was very good in terms of um, um, just critiquing the fact that, you know, Beyonce is a kind of overall sense, um, a thing that we shouldn't exactly kind of put in this pedestal. I feel like, you know, we've put some celebrities on a kind of pedestal that is kind of, you can't break that down now. It's just so cemented. It's absurd, right? But there was also kind of this measured um, kind of response by Miss Alluring. I wanted to give that just some credence to, you know, give a kind of another side of it, right? So she says, it's actually disheartening that Beyonce could create an entire album and concert experience meant to specifically highlight and center queerness and black joy. And people dismissed the significance and genuineness of that act because she didn't comment on Palestine. And that's not me giving anybody shit for criticising her airing the movie in Israel or not speaking up for Palestinian liberation. I'm saying it's disheartening to see people lose sight of and just dismiss the cause. Uh, yeah, dismiss the cause she was actually trying to support with her work, obviously being queerness. Um, it's one thing to criticise her for having black liberation theme music and work if she wasn't speaking to that in real life. It's another to dismiss her pointed black queer advocacy because she hasn't vocalised support for Palestine, something she's never claimed to. And, you know, I would also throw out the likes of Ice Cube right now, right? Who, um, you know, she, he's he once upon a time had America Cause most, most Wanted. He had Lethal Injection. He had Death Certificate. And I feel like the Ice Cube then isn't the Ice Cube now. You know, I'm sure he'd say he is, but actions speak louder, I feel. But anyway, and also kind of referencing back to the likes of Kendrick, as of course, you know, obviously... Kendrick having all that kind of music that we are aware of, but is still a bit, you know, the the the, the vocalizing is um, the issue here, I guess. But anyway, carrying on. People are allowed to want her to use her platform to speak. My problem is presenting her silence on Palestine as hypocrisy, when she's never once given the impression or even cosplayed in her music anything but a specific commitment to Black America. Saying someone is insincere in their advocacy for one thing because they didn't advocate for another isn't really much different than folk telling people to shut up about Palestine because they didn't talk about the Congo. Uh, do talk about Congo, people. Please search that up. Um, the album is about queer joy. That's worthy advocacy. So, with that in mind, and I will throw it to bed in a second, but I just have two more things I wanted to drop as well, in addition to these, and this will be set the foundation, hopefully. So, this is a good um, set of t- couple of tweets by um, 
uh, at Obar Bonnie. Um, celebrity is so dangerous because they're branded around our desires. So I'll see people with principle and integrity just fold when it comes to celebrity and specifically Beyonce. What did Breyer say in the gap? The gap in our politics lies in our desires. Political celebrities like the Obamas are even more dangerous because Michelle Obama is evil, but no one will dare say this. She's representative of all black women's desires. Cis heterosexual class epitome of black womanhood. The last rehabilitated Bush and pushed imperialism. So, with all that said, Ben, with all that context, go! (laughs) I'm going to take it from a little bit of a different perspective because... That's Please great. Do. That's perfect. I, I wanted to kind of start off with anyone who was a bit curious as to why people should be talking about this in general. Um, my perspective, and I'd be pretty concerned if people didn't share it at this point, because right now there is so much evidence and proof of what is actually happening from entirely independent observers, that if you still believe that Israel's response is proportionate, you are objectively wrong. You know, there, there's no real justification. Well, there's, there is no justification for this level of death and destruction and displacement. There is not. This is why we're talking about this. This is why there is an obligation and a responsibility on people to not only inform themselves, but to actually say something about it because this is objectively wrong. Um, I'm going to read out some quotes from this brilliant piece uh, by a writer from The Guardian, um, Hussam Zomlot, and he wrote it on the 9th of December, and it's pretty harrowing. I'm quoting now. He says, In less than two months, the Israeli bombardment of Gaza has, according to Save the Children, killed more children than the number of children killed in global conflict zones every year since 2019, more UN workers than in any similar period in the UN's 78-year history, and more journalists than in any period of conflict since 1992. The collective punishment of Palestinians is incomparable to any other conflict in recent memory. Okay, now what did we do when Russia invaded Ukraine? Worldwide condemnation, outrage, everyone was talking about it. Israel is punishing an entire, like, I'll continue, I'll continue, okay? So now Al Jazeera reported numbers from the Ministry of Health in Gaza on the 9th of December that 17,177 Palestinians have been killed since October 7 when the conflict escalated to this level, and shockingly, 7,112 of those are children. 41% of Palestinian casualties are children. Okay, these numbers are not being disputed by anyone of stature. There is worldwide condemnation of Israel, and I support an immediate and permanent ceasefire, and I do not know why you wouldn't. When an army is killing that amount of children in a two-month period and you're staying silent, all I can say is why why are you staying silent? And I'm not going to say I'm being the most vocal about this. For the first month, I avoided the news because it was brutal. It was just too brutal to bear. And once I started reading about it, I couldn't not post about it. I've probably done, I reckon, five posts over the last month. To me, that is the absolute minimum. That's probably below what I would hope that people would do. Um, I'm going to post more about it. I've not posted more for my own reasons. If you're listening and you feel like I'm not doing enough, you can absolutely let me know. But if you're posting less than me or not at all, worse still, there's something going on. Like, 
I understand that life is difficult, okay? It's complicated. It's not as simple as saying you either post or you don't. You either do something or you don't. People do have responsibilities and obligations that force them into actions they may not agree with at all. But for a lot of very rich and successful people, life is not that complicated. It is not that complicated. If you are a billionaire and you speak out, and you get entirely blackballed, and all your business opportunities dry up entirely, which would never happen over this, but let's just, if that's the excuse people are hiding behind them, whatever, let's just go to the worst case scenario. I promise you, you will be fine. You have tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars. If your entire revenue stream dried up forever tomorrow, you will be fine. I've lived on a pittance for long periods of time in difficult situations, and yes, it was annoying and frustrating, but it was tolerable. Now, if you multiply that pittance by about a million, I think I can say with confidence, having lived on the pittance, you will be fine. You will be totally fine. You will have a lovely life still. So there is no excuse to not say something, to not make your position known. And honestly, at this point, this is how I feel. If you are silent, you have made your position known. That's how much of a no-brainer to me it is to condemn a military action in which 41% of the casualties are children. Now, I'm not going to list all the artists who have or haven't spoken up, except to say that Red Veil has been incredible, as is Kalani. Uh, please go support them both on socials because I think they're they're speaking up and I think that they are speaking the truth. Um, I think that in these kind of situations, right, and I think the reason why, this is just me personally, the reason why we don't think so much about why celebrities, who's talking, why they're not talking, is because we're trying to live our lives as well, okay? we Most of us probably don't go around all day thinking about this conflict because if we were to do that, if we were constantly consuming news about it, constantly staying informed and on top of everything, it would destroy us. We have to do stuff. We have to still survive. We have to still be functional in our own lives. So I think sometimes celebrities get a bit of a pass because we're like, well, that's what we're doing. So it kind of makes sense that they do it. No, I don't. I That's not how I feel, okay? I, I, I truly believe you can do one thing, man. You can just post up once. And these things are important. It's important because it keeps the conversation going. It brings people back. Look how much people are talking about Playboy Cardi dropping... I don't even know. Did he drop a song? Did he drop a snippet? I got no idea. I could not care less, to be 100% honest. But like, there's hundreds, thousands of tweets about that because he's very famous. People care a lot about what he does. Like, bro, people talk about all 50 Cent, for example, okay? Every fucking three weeks, 50 Cent's in the news. There's a clip of him saying something wild. He's talking about Rick Ross at the moment, blah, blah, blah. Bro, say something about, you know, if, if, if every single celebrity that we're so tapped into said one thing, that would be the news cycle that day. We'd be talking about it. So... You know, look, I, that's just my perspective. You know, obviously, I don't know these people personally. I don't know their motivations or their reasons or why they're doing it. I'm not going to sit here and just say, I know everything and everyone should do exactly as I say. That's just my perspective, is how I feel. I, I don't feel like it's that difficult to just put a post up and just say, bro, stop killing children. I don't see how that's a difficult thing to do, to be honest. But anyway. <clears throat> so, yeah. It's um, it's it's really something that I'm kind of just like very back and forth with at the moment because I get we I well I I am where you're at right in terms of yeah I don't care how big your brand brand is 
um, you are a you are one person. Um, you may not have you know day to day control of your socials, right? Um, whatever, but you can always just you know put out to your manager whatever that you know. I got something to say on that. If you want to be that official about it, like you're you know the president, then go for it by all means, right? Like you said, you know, just any any vocalization is good. Um, and because it's different, I guess, in that case compared to like, you know, a, just a, just a regular company, right? Because that's, um, obviously a lot of people under a, under a brand umbrella and unless people that are, you know, working the day to day at that place, whatever it may be, or that brand or that organization, um, if they, you know, make a, you know, make a strike or whatever to vocalize that, then, you know, that, again, any vocalization is good vocalization, right? Especially on this kind of issue. Um, and keeping it in people's minds is obviously hugely important. I just, I guess the, um, I guess the, friction I have in the moment in my own head is that I'm not I don't want to put any kind of um I'm kind I'm kind of trying to go the other way with this in terms of having celebrities just not be that relevant and maybe it's just something that is I guess uh what's the word utopian in some ways right to not have celebrities have this much clout but at this point they do and until then they should be doing this kind of thing maybe that's my stance there um but i'm just trying to i i don't really you know i know why i know i saw a video about um why dj Khaled don't speak up when you know he's inherently palestinian right um and that was, that was, that video came with you know some uh, kind of top down stuff about you know oh the head of Universal is Lucian Grange and he's donated to this Israeli thing and that's why DJ Khaledine talked about it and by all means that might be true by all means that might be true right um, I can't think of anything else honestly I I hope it's that because if it's literally just Alf Khaled just not caring or whatever. Um. Then shit, <laughs> he's a worse human being. That's worse than his music, and that fucking saying something, right? Um. I don't want to think. I don't want to. Yeah. You know, put any. That's fair. Uh, I don't want to put any thought into that because <laughs> if he's a worse human than that's worse than his music, that's fucking saying something. That's, that's low great. Tier. Um. That's a, that's a yeah. That's a that's a that's something to fathom. Um. But yeah, for others, um. You know, I feel that there's a asking them to talk about geopolitics is seems like such a fruitless endeavor um, because as we have, you know, lamented over many episodes over the years in some fashion, um, talking about artists that, you know, claim to be about this, but they're actually about that. And that's in their own backyard. You know, that's that's them talking about, um, talking about dealing or talking about buying blocks. 
you know, and talking about community and stuff like this. And in the real world, they don't actually do any of that. So I guess my question, or, or just uh, my kind of um, point I wanted to at least broach is the concept of what they talk about lyrically. Because I obviously mentioned Beyonce as a foundation for that, and that in some ways makes sense in both parts of the argument where, you know, she made this album in Renaissance that is inherently, you know, queer and um, and black-centred, and that's fine. Um, and obviously Israel-Palestine has nothing to do with those two things inherently, right? It's, it's more of a more of a broad subject of, you know, general humanity. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know if it's maybe it's a case of, you know, on one side, I don't want to hear from people because, you know, at the end of the day, they're entertainers. That's what they're there to do. And I try, even now, I try not to take their lyrics in, in as hard as I used to. Because I've been burned so many times on that front. I mentioned Ice Cube. <laughs> for, for, for example, already. You know, Jay-Z, great example, right? Um, and then going back to, you know, the celebrities as kind of, um, you know, one's desires. I get that, you know, I get that. And I, I'm, I'm uh, something I've really been thinking about over the past week of just like trying to, because I've always found it weird that you know Michelle Obama's been and the Obamas in general just like so lauded when, you know, as as Ben is acutely aware now uh, about drone strikes. Don't like no, that. just look. Remember that memory? On, that, was, that was a cool memory. Core cool memory unlocked. Do I remember that memory? <laughs> yes, I do. Core memory. It's unlocked not a memory. It stays at the forefront of my mind every day. <laughs> I got <laughs> rinsed. <laughs> That was a fun week, um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 true though, you know. And seeing the and even and obviously politicians is even worse, um, you know. I I the amount of times I've seen, you know, disgraced politicians now have like you know TV shows or column inches or just anything to you know they're just getting paid to chat shit, and I'm just like, why the fuck are you talking? You did bad at your job. Go the fuck away. Fuck off into obscurity. Like you know what I mean? And obviously politicians is worse on that front. I'm never I'm never in my life gonna lord a politician. No fucking way. Like Michelle Obama's Michelle Obama. Barack Obama's Barack Obama. You know, I could probably have a conversation with them, but I'm not gonna be like, oh my gosh, you changed my life. It's no <laughs> none of that. You know what I mean? No hyperbole coming from this mouth, right? But it's just, but it's different with art because it's art, you know. Kendrick did a lot for me as a kid, or as a teenager especially, did a lot for me there. Um, a lot of artists has done 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 a lot for me in certain years of my life, in certain times of my life. So, do I do I feel should I feel betrayed by the fact that they're not talking? I'm not sure. Help me out here, Ben. I feel like I'm waffling. Let me explain my position because I've recently understood it a little bit more. Um, the best way to say it. 
there's this whole thing where like we don't seem to have any empathy or understanding or compassion for each other we just seem to want to do your own thing. You know, there are so many like videos online of people getting into fights or people getting hurt or something happening to someone in public and people don't go and help. They just stand around and film it or they just walk past it. You know, for example, I met someone recently who when they see injured wildlife, they save that injured wildlife, which is very uncommon. There is injured wildlife all the time in our country because they get hit by cars, etc., etc. And the person was saying to me, you know, it, it's a bit shocking to me that people just walk past this injured bird or this injured animal and they just continue on with their day. I'm like, well, that is very common. That's normal. People aren't going to be like, well, they're like, well, I'm not going to do that because that's going to inconvenience me in some way. I'm doing my own thing, main character syndrome. No one else exists. I'm going to continue on in this direction. I think that this is tapping into that entirely. Do you know what I mean? I think that there's a lot of people out there who are not saying things because they're just like, well, don't affect me. And I think that it's being accepted by the vast majority of people because they feel the same way too. They're just like, that is happening over there in a completely different part of the world. And personally, and I know it's going to get quite deep, but I think it's going to fuck us as, as a society. Like, I, I don't think humanity is going to survive because it's just not. We don't look out for each other. We're not interested in the collective good and well-being of our people. Everyone's just interested in themselves. They're like, well, you know, if, if we narrow it down and, like, use that, if you are a hundred millionaire, you've got hundreds of millions of dollars, and you're like, look, I'm not going to tweet one single thing about what's happening in Palestine because it might fuck up an endorsement deal with someone that's going to earn me another $50 million. You objectively, have a quick look at that. And you, if you just dig a tiny little bit under the surface, you realize that that is a crazy stance. That is a wild stance, bro. I mean, people are saying that when you tweet about it, it completely destroys your algorithm on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. And that's the truth. So, like, you know, every time SK tweets about it, every time Joey tweets about it, every time Fantano tweets about it, it's going to hurt. Like, it does. You get shadow banned. It's happened to me. I know it happens. It's, it's a real thing. At least my experience with it is it's real. And I've spoken to people who are like, yeah, absolutely. Look at someone like A&J, for example. You know, I don't know, Charlie, if you've been tapped in with A&J, but they have completely abandoned their content. They just tweet about Palestine now. They're just like, bro, I can't, I can't in good conscience continue to promote an artist who does not align with my values at all, who someone who I believed, and I'm, look, I'm not putting words in A&J's mouth. This is just my perspective on what A&J is doing and has, been, has said. They are like, I can't. How can I? How can I continue to promote these artists when they're not even condemning something that is so condemnable? There's no gray area with this one. There's no, like, you're not going to sit there and be like, oh, maybe Israel Connor has a point and maybe they should can't. No, there's, there's no argument there. It doesn't exist. So, you know, I guess that's the perspective I'm coming from. And that's surprising that ANJ did that. That's not the norm. That's not common. You know, that's, that's shocking. No one else I've seen has done it. The only other time I've seen this happen was when that Kanye guy on Twitter, remember his entire account was based on Kanye and when all this stuff came out, he changed to doing movie reviews because he's just like, I can't in good conscience continue to tweet about Kanye while he's saying all these things. So look, I, I, I think that it does tap back into, and, and I, I would imagine most of these celebrities are sitting there thinking, this will blow over because it will. 
Don't get me wrong, this will become a Wikipedia entry at some point in the next 10 years, which is horrifically sad. That's how we treat each other as a human race. If you go and read about what's happened in Israel and Palestine over the last 100 years on Wikipedia, it would be very jarring to see. You'll read it and you'll be like, it, it, it's so sterile, but like people have been, entire lives have been destroyed. Like an entire country has been displaced. Like how can you not condemn that? But that's just what we do. We're like, oh, well, this will be a few months, weather the storm, and then in a year's time, no one's going to give a shit what Beyonce did or what Jay-Z didn't do or what whoever didn't say or DJ Carl. Like, you know what I mean? And that, that makes me sad. It just makes me sad for society. Like it's... I think that that's where it's where it is. I mean, this stuff with Beyonce, like that's just tone deaf, bro. For me personally, it just feels super tone deaf. And on the other side of it, you know, Charlie's saying that we shouldn't even be giving celebrities a platform to talk about this thing. I fully agree, but people just get so addicted to the person. It's like. You know, it happens with YouTubers, for example. And someone even said it to me once. You know, when I took all my YouTube videos down, someone said to me, bro, why did you take all your YouTube videos down? Like, all I do is just put your YouTube videos on in the background all day while I work. And there's a lot of people who do that. They really tap into a specific person. That person becomes a part of their life. That person becomes, you know, a part of their, even their value system if they've started quite young. Like, for example, with me, I'm not even talking about YouTubers, but like musicians, when I was a very impressionable teenager, they had a lot of sway over me. They had a lot of power over me. I started smoking because Brian Molko smoked. I'm not saying that that's a rational thing, but I was 14 years old. So we're never going to be able to divorce that. We're never going to be able to pull that apart. A celebrity, a pop star, someone who is in someone's life in a meaningful way via music, via movies, via YouTube, however they are, they are always going to have that platform. They're always going to have that power over those people. It doesn't even matter what they say a lot of the time. Like, some celebrities shit on their own fans. They're like, I fucking hate my fans. Fuck my fans. And the fans are like, oh, lol. And then they just keep doing it. You can't divorce yourself. I mean, Doja Cat's been trying to do it. Doja Cat's still selling 70K, 20K, 30K every single week. Doja Cat can't even do it. So do you know what I mean? It, we're never going to be able to pull that apart. That's always going to be the case. It doesn't matter if outlets are promoting these artists or not. And I've always wondered and been very curious because, you know, for example, the Playboy Cardi stuff, this is something that's always fascinating me why are certain artists up here like playboy cardi doesn't even do anything he never releases music he never says anything he gets shit on by other people like he just kind of says weird things and you know like i don't understand that like what's the difference between him and some other artists like do you know what i mean it was the same with earl you know for like two or three years earl was like 5,000 likes minimum on an Earl tweet. Now, no one seems to care about Earl. It just, it ebbs and flows, and it doesn't necessarily seem, as, especially as someone who's been in this position of being able to promote artists and push artists up, we don't have a lot of power. You think that we do, but we really actually don't. We can't, like, I mean, I know what Shrek did with Red Veil. That was fucking amazing. Don't get me wrong. That was that was ninja-like. I don't know how Shrek did that shit, but it was, and Red Veil was an amazing artist, but, like, the, the support that happened on hip-hop Twitter for Red Veil was incredible. That was awesome. But it's very difficult to do with an established artist or anyone else. So, like, I think that we're just never going to be able to modify that. So, unfortunately, artists are always going to have... The, uh, not, I'm not going to say a responsibility. They're always going to have power. They're always going to have a, a way to change people's perspectives. And that's what I think is really important in the world. You know, I think if... 
in these kind of situations, please bring this shit to light. Like, talk about it. Just talk about it a little bit. All you have to do is reshare. You don't even have to post yourself. Just reshare something. That's the thing. And, you know, I read a little bit of the article that um, Charles was referencing, and I read a couple of articles about Beyonce while he was speaking, and people were talking about, you know, levels of intelligence of performers or they're not tapped in or they don't understand geopolitical blah 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 blah, 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 blah. no 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 you got plenty of people on your team who know what the fuck is going on okay and this is not that difficult this is not a complex conversation this one so like i don't i don't really believe in that excuse so i hope that was a bit of a word salad but i hope that answered the question a little bit or gave some interesting points no definitely um i feel the the um the issue of individualism is genuine um you know, I I feel for me individually, right? Um, I see myself as someone that, at minimum, should just keep abreast of as much as possible. Um, you know, I I do the occasional RT of just you know some good word, uh, maybe an IG story here and there, right? And past that, you know, what else is there for me to do, right? On the on that front, uh, on the communication front, I can you know I, I I have a lot of interests. I have a lot of things I keep abreast of. You know, UK politics, uh, just general UK society and where it's going. I go to schools now and do supplier teaching, and I guarantee you haven't heard any talk about Gaza and Palestine in those schools. Uh, you know, like I get it. In some ways, um, I even did like a current affairs quiz at one point for one lesson. No Gaza Palestine mentioned in there, you know what I mean? So it's 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 obvious sometimes. Um, but for me personally, again, in terms of individualism, right? Again, I feel I learn as much as possible um, for a me- for a myriad of things that I feel is important. Um, you may not feel that insert subject here is important to you and that's fine everyone has their everyone has their kind of uh you know levels of uh importance for certain subjects you know i don't care about what's happening in rugby union right now <laughs> you know this is it's not my it's not my forte right but for some people that's their life right now um and that's fine um, everyone, everyone has that variety, and uh, you know, it kind of goes into the uh, frac- uh, fracturing of um, people's interests. You know, not everybody, because we have a, an abundance of places to watch things, um, we may not all be, you know, sat down to watch the latest episode of EastEnders on BBC One. We might not be doing that in the UK anymore. Um, maybe that's a few million people now, as opposed to ten million you know, 10 years ago, we now have different things, some people watching some esoteric film on movie, some people just watching essays on YouTube, this is it, everyone has the ability now to be as, as individual as they can be, as unique as any individual can be, there is no monoculture anymore, and in some ways that can be a positive, but in this case of, you know, conversation and, um, and keeping abreast of things is, you know, it's kind of a bad thing. We can't, we can't all focus on one thing. Um, 
I don't know the life of a celebrity. I really don't. I don't know how it goes from day to day. Not even. I'm not even talking about someone like Beyonce, which is obviously just a you know a astronomical level of that. I'm talking about maybe you know some TV host <laughs> who has like a a show on a certain channel or something, and you know they're they're you know they've got a few couple of hundred a uh, couple of tens of thousands of you know followers on ig you know what i mean you want them to talk about israel palestine when you know all they do is property development shows you know what i mean for example just, i don't know right but in their individual case they may not they may see that as just okay well you know i'm i'm i might be keeping abreast of it i'm maybe not that's not up to you it's not up to you to decide as the audience, quote unquote, is for me to decide if I feel it's important to myself. Um, some people don't see geopolitics as important to themselves, and that adds to another point that kind you kind of uh, uh, planted in my head, which was, um, you know, how how the how the uh, places we're at now, um, social media wise, internet, the access to news now um, is so absurd um in its in its variety now you know um maybe if something happened in the 30s for example right um we may we may know about it now because we have wikipedia we have access to documentaries and stuff like that right but back then you may read one broadsheet you may read one newspaper on the way to work and if that don't have the conversation then you don't know about it you know what I mean? It, you might not know what's going on in China in the in the 30s because why would you? <laughs> you're just you're just some guy on the way to work. You know what I mean? A way to your nine to five coal mining, for example. Yeah, it's just that's it. Now you can, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you it's, just it's, said it's, coal it's, mining it's, or it. some shit. It was just funny. <laughs> you just on your way down <laughs> to the mines or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a me of like a labor labor job um, that was like you know popular back in the day, and it's not now. Yeah. But yeah, um, coal mining. You know, what I mean, you don't you they don't know what's going on in Zhao Meidong's China. They don't know. They don't. We know. We know. Some, we if we wanted to know about Xi Jinping's China right now, we can do mm-hmm. that. We can look up some stories. We can look up some. Uh, we can look up and gain a wealth of knowledge in the space of twenty four hours. Um, even now with the Gaza Palestine stuff, I'm read. I even though I'm hopping off Twitter at the end of the year, I've really, really, genuinely appreciated um, Middle East Eye, um, who I recently followed off the back of everything, and they just keep coming with just amazing op-eds, amazing, um, you know, just timely updates. You know, they do they do basically just a running uh, day thread of just things that have happened, the, you know, death toll and everything, just great information and just amazing updates right and i really appreciate that um and all that stuff uh it's and it's something i wish to you know keep in some fashion uh, when i hop off of twitter and <laughs> i don't know how to finish this but yeah it's it's, it's a it is an in, an issue of individualism and you know to get existential i do agree with you there is a kind of disease of that in some ways where while we can all be as unique as we want and, um, you know, my album list will be completely different from everybody else's and I love that for myself, right? Because it's unique to me, um, it's also a detriment 
to society as a whole that we can't um you know nationally geopolitically um we really just uh make not just make our voices heard because i feel like you know there's been a, a genuine a lot of protests and a lot of um action taken um and i think it's you know a lot of people have met the moment and i do appreciate those people you know those regular people that do have those nine to fives like i mentioned and you know instead they instead of going to work they went on a protest in london or something like that they've there's people that have done that and have made that sacrifice and i do appreciate those people um but you know going back to celebrity what's their excuse mm, right exactly um even if it, even if they're not on social media which you know some some aren't right and that's fine um again i hope to be off social media completely at some point in my life that's that's a that's a real you know genuine goal i want to do um i want to be off all this shit this 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 you know it is what it is right and you know some celebrities have the ability to do that uh, and to be off all that and not be privy to anything so if you're missing out on all of this you know information be it positive or negative or misinformation disinformation or just a ton of or just a deluge of cesspool sewage speech sewage from everybody who has who has the ability to just type on their type on a on their phone you know is that worth it um is that worth having um as a general outlet maybe maybe not um but celebrities regardless of whether they're on social media or not can do something i think that's kind of the crux of my thing here when it comes to this relitigation that we've been trying to do which is that you know celebrities can by all means not be uh not say anything i guess because at the end of the day i don't really want them to say anything not unless they actually give a shit by the way i feel like that's worth a qualification like i don't want uh, i don't want people to make songs right <laughs> about palestine if they don't actually care like that that's just clout chasing right uh, that's why that's why Ben hates logic after one eight hundred. Like he's a, it's, it's, there was a there was a bastardization of it after the fact, and it just soured the whole thing. And I get that and I understand that. Um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't feel like you know um, not not every artist can has to respond to this um, via their art, but like you're saying, Ben. They should respond out of, um, funny enough, um, I have an interview dropping on What's Good, not to randomly make a tangent, but it makes sense, um, where um, I got the homie Brandon to um, talk to um, Anthony Feinstein, and he recently wrote a book called Moral Courage, and it literally is a collection of essays um, talking to journalists who are conflict journalists. That, that are in, you know, places where they have been threatened with their life and their families have been threatened and, you know, just genuine, you know, threat of death, yet they still do this thing that we're not going to read. We don't read it. We're, we're not there. We're not going to read it. Maybe the locals will, but we're not going to read it. But they, yet they still do it. And in, you know, connecting to the reference you made about, you know, just like a, a you know, a, a dying bird on the street or an injured bird on the street. It's that moral courage, right? It's that morality to just see something and call it out. Um, it's, you know, those, 
it's, it's, it's making that statement in that moment of just like, hang on, that's wrong. And instead of filming it, like you mentioned, that a lot of people do, actually, you know, help. Try and solve do the something. issue somehow. Be brave. Be courageous. Do something. Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. And that, and that's just and that's a and that's a you know a requirement. That's a requirement humanity needs from a lot of people. Excuse me, a lot of people. And unfortunately, we're at this place um, in culture where we need celebrities to do that as well. And again, I don't really care if, in the long run, I don't care if celebrities have that moral courage. Clearly, a lot of these people don't, because and this is this, and this is you know they don't even like I said they don't even do it for the stuff on the, in their own backyard. I'm not expecting them to do anything on the Palestine front because why would they? They they rap about you know community and the projects and you know other ailments in Black America, but it's still going on. A lot of them don't do that. A lot of them, you know, a lot of them are just uh, living in the middle of nowhere in with their riches and you know living their life, and that's fine. Individualism's fun. Individualism is great when you have money. Trust me on that. <laughs> It's fucking amazing when you're when you are on your on your ones and you've just got money to burn. It's great. In the limited amount I've had in my life, it's been fun doing that. Genuinely. But when it comes to that moral courage, a lot of them lack it. And that's really unfortunate. And we shouldn't be reliant on celebrities to do that. We shouldn't be reliant on well, we should be relying on politicians to do that, but obviously, you know, 99% of them are spineless little fucking snakes. Nope. But celebrities is obviously a little bit different because we're not, they're celebrities for, a lot of them are celebrities for their art. And whilst we don't want them to, you know, make their art about that thing, you're still a human on this earth and you still have some form of moral duty we all have some form of moral duty, and I didn't. I didn't mean to. I meant to mention this um, after you spoke because it was funny. But I might as well throw it in now since I just remembered it. All this is happening, and yet NFR is still dropping track lists for fucking Kanye albums. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I thought we were past that boy. <laughs> we aren't. Anything for clicks, man. Anything for clicks. clicks bro. Anything for clicks. I mean, look, yeah, it's clicks, bro. It's just for clicks. I know it. I know it. Like, I'm not going to tweet about anything to do with Kanye's new shit because I don't give a fuck and I'm not interested. But, like, it's for clicks, bro. I've never been so disinterested to do an album. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Is it... <laughs> I, I, if you, I'm good. If you I'm had said good. to me 10 years ago, Kanye will drop a new album and you won't listen to it, I'd be like, yeah, why? And then I would have, my future self would have been like, well, strap yourself in, buddy, because it's about to get real fucking bad. But I think I wanted to end on three, well, just make three points. Um, Two of them are related. I think what you said right at the start about the kind of art that artists are making 
if an artist is making the kind of art where they are talking about, you know, oppression and injustice and they're talking about that regularly, they're calling it out in their art, I would anticipate that you would actually do it in real life. You know, it is incredibly jarring if you're going to put out, you know, concept albums about in the injustice of the world and if you're criticizing and railing against capitalism and all all these things why are you silent about this you know and that is that does tie back into the logic thing for me and there are a lot of artists that i do not want the veil pulled away from because when that happened with logic it was low stakes for me because i I didn't care but a lot of people have experienced it with kanye where you know i was even talking to my friend a couple of months ago about it um no i wasn't a friend i think it was someone from some someone in the industry even and we were just saying like Kanye was so essential to us for like so long. So for him to just turn around and be this kind of person, it was just, it was pretty devastating. And, you know, I do get that feeling a little bit when artists have a specific type of art that they're making, which is in this direction, that would imply that, of course, they would call out what's happening over there, but they don't. And it's like, well, why? Like, how can you not? I don't understand that. It's not even hard. I mean, even I can do it. It's not difficult. I don't keep that much up on what's going on because it's fucking hard to read and hard to listen to. But there's plenty of people who do. There are plenty of... um plenty of safe sources to go through if you want information you want truth you want a bit of objectivity just go to a trusted place go to a trusted source retweet them you know repost them but the other side of it is i think that um you know the other point i wanted to make about that specifically was we were talking the other day on twitter about taylor swift becoming a billionaire and a lot of people were saying that she may be the first ethical billionaire and i just tweeted out there's no such thing (laughs) like it's literally an oxymoron it doesn't exist there's no such thing as an ethical billionaire by fucking definition you cannot accrue that level of personal wealth when there is that level of poverty in the world and even in your own country you know it's not like it's it's everywhere it's widespread okay you cannot be i'm sorry if you're a taylor swift fan i don't know anything about taylor swift i'm not trying to shit on her i'm just saying there's no such thing as an ethical billionaire so if you are accruing tens of millions hundreds of millions of dollars you are doing so in the knowledge that there are people in the knowledge that you're living a life right that if you just lived a pretty regular but like quite comfortable life you could like donate that money, give that money to people and just change entire futures, change entire histories. You could change so many lives with that money, but you don't, you don't, you choose not to. That's your choice. That's your right. That's the world we live in. That's capitalism. That's the Western world. You know, that's individualism. That's all these things. That's totally fine. Go do your thing. And I listen to music like that because provides me with an escape i enjoy it i mean you got jay-z on the wall behind me like come on man like i know i understand that so i still listen to that kind of music but we're gonna it it shouldn't be shocking even though it does shock me that people who are billionaires who are clearly billionaires to the detriment of many 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 people are not going to speak about this it shouldn't shock me that they don't but it kind of does make sense but i think the reason it does shock me is When you talk to people, and I talk to people about what's happening over there regularly, people feel horrible, bro, because they can't do anything. We feel like we have no power, we have no control, we have no voice, we have no influence. It's like you see injustice, you see just 
awful, awful, truly horrible things happening and you sit there and you're on your couch and you're like, well, what the fuck am I meant to do about this? I can't do anything about this. And that's part of why I think people feel so overwhelmed and people want to get off social media, want to stop watching the news, want to just dis- like you know dissociate themselves from all this shit. News is all bad, bro. There's no positive stories on the news. It's not Anchorman 2, okay? It's just bad fucking news. So if you're sitting on your couch every day after work just hearing about all these atrocities that are happening, knowing that you're just going to have... All you can do is go to sleep, wake up, go to work the next day. Like, that. that's really a difficult position to be in. And so it's so hard when you see people who have the opportunity to do something and they don't do anything. They don't do anything at all. It's like, why? Come on, man. Like, so many millions of people wish. Like, look at, as Charlie said, people are taking days off work to to march and to protest. Like, they're foregoing income that they fucking need to survive, bro. It's not like they've got, you know, a $25 million property with 87 bedrooms and a fucking pool that's the size of six Olympic swimming pools. No, they're living in one-bedroom apartments where people are just, they can't sleep. It's just, it's a mess. Like, and they, they take a day off work to protest because they care, because they have moral courage. Like, that's why we get frustrated, okay? That's why we're having this episode, you know? I'm not going to sit here and tell other people what to do. All I'm doing is telling you my perspective and how I feel about it, and I genuinely feel it's not that hard to say something, and I feel that way because I know it's not that hard because I literally have done it, and I don't do anything. I'm the bare fucking minimum, okay? I do the literal bare minimum for my own reasons because I'm fucking unwell at the moment, and I should be doing more, and I feel guilty about that. But if you're doing zero whoa, bro, come on now, like, what are we talking about, so, yeah, I just wanted to make those points, I think, circle back on a couple of things that Charlie said, because I think that they were really important things to, uh, to, yeah, to rehash. Yeah, indeed, and uh, I think we can leave it there, um, on that front, but yeah, it's just, uh, there's a, there's a lot of, I guess, uh, just, I think, individual conversations some people need to have with themselves uh, about certain things we we just we, you're just it is what it is guys you're ex- we're just exposed to a hell of a lot as the world goes we're going to be exposed to a lot more and it's going to be and this is literally tip of the iceberg kind of thing to be honest um there's going to be much more bad shit on the way this ain't even connecting to like anything climate related this is just one government and uh you know one movement in zionism just uh you know completely running roughshod right now that's all that that's all that is we're not even talking about anything climate related (laughs) and the amount of displacement that's going to happen over the next few decades you're just it is what it is you're (laughs) we're fucked we're gonna be exposed to a lot and it's a really, it's really a whether you like it or not basis. To be honest, um, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, regardless if you, you know, if you switch off the news, if you, you know, go off social media because you don't want to hear that kind of shit, that's that's your prerogative. Um, and obviously, that is all going to lie at the hands of you know people in power and. The people in power and the people that control the people in power, right? At the end of the day, 
Um, that's a conversation for another day. But in terms of just, you know, personal moral um, moral outlook, um, it's worth... I don't know what the word is. It's worth... Um, it's worth taking it on, you know. It's, it's, it's worth doing in what I see as the bare minimum as just keeping up with things. Um, you know, I don't... I, I don't have an opinion on everything, believe it or not. <laughs> we we only talk about stuff I do have opinions on, funny enough, on here and on WG. Um, but there are a lot of things I don't have an opinion on. Either out of me just, you know, not caring about the subject, to be honest, or uh, me not being entirely read up on the subject. You don't have to be, you don't have to care about the subject, but at least read about the subject in some fashion, I feel, that's, that's just me, and I know there's a, a, that's a big ask for a lot of people, um, to care about something that doesn't actually relate, uh, you know, affect them in any way, you know, um, but that's where we're at, we're good, we're exposed to a lot, we are a very, whether you like it or not, interconnected community, I mean, I'm literally doing a podcast with a dude on the other side of the world right now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> that that didn't that that wouldn't happen at the top of the century. Um so you know things are things are becoming closer and that is just um that's just that's that's just me warning you if anything. Um that you know just things are gonna get closer. Distance wise it ain't gonna get cl- it, it, you know, well obviously it depends where you are on that front. It might get closer. Um, but a lot of these things just are gonna, you know, feel like they're not worthy of your attention. Um, but they probably are, to be completely honest with you. And if, and if you don't feel like then, if you don't feel like they are, then that's fine too. As long as you made that, made that decision after the fact of, you know, um, looking into it for yourself. Don't just see this headline, you're just like, oh, no. Can't be doing that. It is what it is, man. You're gonna you're gonna be exposed to this stuff. So, and there's gonna be more of it, and for different reasons that we have inflicted upon ourselves. <laughs> so, so regardless, buckle up. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting in how people respond to these issues, um, and hopefully we can get to a point where we don't need celebrities to actually speak up on things instead we can just speak up for ourselves and actually be heard in the in the ways that matter instead of needing celebrities to actually use their clout but in this case right now we do need that clout unfortunately and for the uh, for the people the celebrities the multi-millionaires that don't do it in some capacity, whether it's even the bare minimum, like I've been talking about, of just, you know, being brushed up on the subject and actually being aware of things that are going on. Yeah. So, with that said, we shall leave it there. I'll have to align note if you have ever been. Yeah, so 50 Cent. So 50 Cent uh, on Friday night. And you, 50. you know what? Like, you know, it, it does kind of tie into what we're talking about because, you know, people are enjoying themselves. People are having a good night. And that made me feel good. You know, like there was a lot of people in that stadium who were just having a fucking blast. And, uh, you know, I walked in there and um, Lose Yourself came on, of course. 
and you know <laughs> that was the first song that was the first song like that the dj played and i wasn't actually in the i was just walking around the outside i uh, wasn't in my seats yet and like the energy just changed like people just got excited as soon as they heard lose yourself it was just it's such a white bogan anthem it's you, it, you guys have no idea if you live in every any other country other than australia you don't understand that 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 song and Eminem, what they what he means to white bogans is like, bro. It's just he is he is their god. He is. I mean, I'm I'm I used to be a white bogan, so he's my god too. So you know what I mean? Like it was just it was an interesting kind of uh, cross section of people. Now I don't know if the show was all ages, but there certainly seemed to be people who were quite you know like kids with their parents which I don't know why you'd bring a child to a 50 Cent show. I understand that you'd like 50 Cent, but bro, the <laughs> the level of nudity on stage was wicked. Like, no one was, like, totally naked, but 95% of the big screen was just women in scantily clad underwear, like, literally just legs spread. At one point, Jeremiah was playing the piano, and there was a woman, like, dancing on top, you know, like just on the big screen close-ups right close between her legs while she was just splaying them in the air and then they had a huge close-up of jeremiah like singing to her vagina like it was huge man and i'm serious like he was playing the piano and then he just stopped and he like went right down and was just like almost pretty much performing oral sex on stage I'm like, what? There's kids here like this is madness stop doing this like i don't know that was just a bit jarring to me uh, 50 Cent's voice is not great. He is not the greatest live performer. I think that is common knowledge at this point. People know that he's... Everyone that I've spoken to who's gone to a 50 Cent concert is like, yeah, it's not that great. And it wasn't that great in terms of 50's performance. But holy fuck, did they put a lot of money into that stage show. Like, 50 Cent changed outfits like 12 times. It was crazy, man. I actually left after In The Club because I was tired and I'd had a shitty week um but yeah man it was interesting it was interesting interesting experience it was my first experience in a corporate box at a uh at a concert i've been in ones before at sporting events but never at a concert and um it was really interesting because i got up there and some of them like some of them were hopping man like parties like they had food and drinks and i'm like oh i don't know man because i was I can socialize, but I suck at networking. I am the worst fucking networker because I hate it. I don't enjoy doing it. It feels so fake to me. Um, it just feels... And look, if you're great at it, and I know people who are great at it, I've seen actual masters at work, and I'm envious of them. It is a genuine skill. It's it's a difficult thing to do, and if you're really fucking good at it, it's, it's pretty interesting to watch someone who's really great at it do it. Like, I did it on a night out, or, you know, during South by Southwest even. I, I watched networkers, like, it was just jarring. I'm like, holy shit, you're fucking good at this. I suck at it. So I was like, bro, please don't let there be a whole room of people I've never met before. And it wasn't that at all. There was no one in the box. I just went and sat out, and I chatted to a couple of people for five minutes, and then that was it. So, yeah, man, I've seen Into Club Live. I've seen Many Men Live. I've seen What Up Gangster Live. I've seen Candy Shop live. I've seen Window Shopper live. Like, shit has, yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. I can, that's bucket list shit. AO Technology that's live. I actually recorded it. I was going to send it to Charlie. <laughs> oh, can't, can't, I was yeah, going to send it to Charlie. Possibly so special. Forget that. It's unforgettable. Service. Yeah. 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, Dan. Yeah. 
Timberland. God damn. She won't sit. Oh, oh, she won't sit. I gotta give it to her. And the crowd okay. went wild. Like, holy shit, man. I was like, oh, people love this song. Because it was huge in Australia. It really was. So, like, yeah, man. So special. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. But, yeah. Um... So, on my concert front, I'm going to be seeing uh, the ever-mystical, ever-elusive Salt, um, S-A-U-L-T, uh, on Thursday. Um, this was after they announced it, like, three days ago, and the tickets dropped today, and I somehow got it. 99 quid geese, um, which, Holy you know, shit balls. A, lot of people, a lot of people were just like, yeah, that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, no thanks. Right. And that's actually the most I paid for a... For, any show. Um, the previous one was probably Kendrick at like the O2 for like I think like ninety two quid. Um but yeah, it's a uh, it's in it's in like this very random spot which is a uh, drum works, which is basically just like a warehouse kind of thing and is usually for, you know, EDM raves and stuff like that. So not exactly the most perfect environment I would have thought of for for someone like uh, for for a group like a collective like Salt. Um, but yeah, that's that's where it's going down. And yeah, I thought it was like, I thought they meant like December of next year because I was just like, they can't possibly announce it a week ahead of time. And then, but obviously, schmucks like myself understand the gravity of this situation of you know a, a group, a collective of people um, that have dropped so many really fucking good albums over the past, let's just say, five years, and. Um, and they haven't done no music videos, no interviews, no nothing apart from the music. Some of that music ain't even on streaming. Um, they dropped five albums last year in one big package. And I have that shit downloaded on my phone. So the fact that they charge 99 quid, fine. <laughs> I get it. Because... <laughs> Because fuck the way they've they you know as as a collective have been so gracious in dropping high quality music and every album they've dropped is different in a certain way. Um, it's it's absurd the quality of work they the quality body of work they have dropped with little to no fanfare, little to no social media marketing, any of that. Um, it's it's the, it's probably the best example of organic artistry that I can I can think of right now this these days. Um it's so close to that. It's so close to being as pure as it can be. And this is the first show they're doing live. And um if for ninety nine quid, I'ma eat that. I'ma eat that. I'ma be there to finally see the mystique. I mean, I mean we know who, who the you know the collective majority of them are, but it's just the I mean, the fact that seeing it, hearing that kind of shit live is going to be just different. I, I can't, I can't fathom it. Um, but yeah, that's going to happen on Thursday, and I can't wait for that. Um, I'm also seeing, um, uh, finally seeing Laurel Khan live next Whoa. year. After the, all these years of not seeing Laurel Khan live, I finally get to fucking see Laurel Khan live. Um, so he's headlining All Point Cease next year, um, and I'm also getting to see for the first time Nas. Um, Saint and uh, Any uh, and Ezra Collective as well um, who I did miss across the tracks um, this year um, for another artist but um, I get to see Ezra Collective live for the first time as well now so that's um, that's going to be cool as well so yeah that's um, hey, hey, hey. It's, uh, I've got a lot of, uh, lot of good shows coming up 
especially sort for the to to cap off the year for myself. Um, got a few in the pipeline for uh, for the for for the next year. Already got across the tracks, all point seats, like I mentioned. I'm um, gonna try and find a few more shows for me and Ben to hit as well uh, when he comes through. And obviously everything past that as well. And um, there's like a I need I want to see Jane and Gonda. I want to see like yeah, it's just there's gonna be a lot of people I want to see. Akunaru just um, announced she's at the Jazz Cafe next year, so you know my you know I'm on that. Um, I saw her in Hackney a few years ago, and she was just amazing. So to have her in the Jazz Cafe is just gonna be so sick. Um, so yeah, man, just a ton of good shows coming through. Um, and yeah, man, I'm ready to ascend on Thursday. Ready to ascend. I'm not even that religious, and honestly, their music's probably the most religious music I actually ever I actually have listened to in my lifetime. Like, they talk about God a lot, bro. <laughs> There's a lot That's of God talk in salt music. It's a lot of money, but, but um, nine, 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 nine quid is it's it's a lot. Very Coldplay lot. coming to Australia. You want to guess how much their tickets are? More it's about two twenty quid. It's like three two twenty three seventy five Australian. Two two hundred three hundred three hundred three hundred seventy five Australian digits. dollars. Just for that's yeah, the lowest tier. That's the lowest tier of ticket. You, yeah, you yeah you you three, can you get fucked on that. Hundred and you, you get fucked. You get fucked on that one. The last you get fucked on that one. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not against right. I'm not against high ticket prices right for for you know I in, am. In, in a majority of cases. I I what'd you say? I am. <laughs> I you are well yeah I'm poor yeah. bro. So I'm sure you're really 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 wanting to see Coldplay. I'm sure you. Uh, I do. So, I love Coldplay. Uh, broken about being priced out from Coldplay. I'm uh, gonna be... keep up the mystique, Ben. Keep up the mystique. Oh, you're not a geek, yeah, all right? No, you're Come right. on, you're, you're right. not a nerd. Yeah, right? you're not a nerd. Yep. You, you hate Coldplay. Yep. That's the problem. No, thing. don't say that. I can't. Um, I can't physically <laughs> say it. It's just it doesn't it doesn't exist in me. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss us. Um, anyway, but yeah, I I can understand like high ticket prices and some things. I remember like seeing, um, I remember like seeing the prices for what was supposed to be the Fujis. Oh, yeah. um, like I think early, was it early this yeah. year or last year um, and I said to you it was like 250 yeah, was and I was like yeah that's not happening <laughs> I was like I paid 50 quid for just Lauren yeah. you think I'm paying an extra 150 uh, no 200 just for just to have prize but to be fair well. they'd probably make sure happen. she got to stage on time so that's where your money's going <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's where the money's going okay sure sure how sure how would that work yeah, Do the just, are the Fuji's ever late then because like how does that I don't know how that would work because if Lauren Lauren has to be there on time, I don't think Praz and and, and Clef are going to be late. I have no idea, bro. I have no, I have no idea. Maybe maybe they come up and she just comes through. Like, yeah, she <laughs> comes through whenever she comes through. Just like an overrated, just like an overhyped warm up. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, where, where's Lauren? It's like Lauren's here in a second. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be wild. <laughs> That would be yeah, because Lauren, to be hundred percent fair, like Lauren is the one that she's the draw card at this point. At at this yeah, point, exactly. maybe not like, twenty years ago, yeah. but but at this point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 gonna be there to you know I I wouldn't mind listening to you know um you know that Wyclef track that I love you know what I mean like just cause she does go go that doesn't matter her, no. Let's go to the disco. We gonna eat up to Vegas. <laughs> Call up my mama, tell him in love with the stripper, yo. I love that yeah. shit, but 
Would I hear it live for 250 quid? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> Probably not. I'm cool. We did a Prowse episode and I barely remember any of it. Like, it's, no. it's, 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 it's crazy. That was because it was mainly anyway. about the stuff and the things. <laughs> <laughs> because our Fuji's retrospectives just kind of turned into like telling all the weird, wild shit that they kind of did. And before we started, we were like, I think Lauren is the one who has the most stuff. But by the end of it, we're like, oh no, Lauren is way down. It's Clef and, and Prowse who've had the most controversy <laughs> that was wild yeah. alright right, we'll leave it there ladies and gentlemen from the 5VPN hope you enjoyed uh, it's been digging digits hope you've enjoyed this episode and hopefully you learned science from this episode I'm a child to tell you the fifth element thank god if you pop numbers I'm not trying to do this every three years okay can we please just you know evolve as humans yeah, please. please let's do that that'd be great please. anyway <laughs> if I just do this again in three years it's like oh god I have to go again I hope you all have a good week. I should always try and do the same. But until next time, take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen, peace. Digging in Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show is Peace for Mini Games by Bonus Points. Thanks to Chill Music for the ability to use. Socials with Fenomen, hit by buying numbers, bonus points, and your music will be in the full show notes, as well as the names of projects reviewed wherever you're listening. This has been a 5VPN production. Thanks for spending time with us. We shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.